This episode is brought to you with support from Whole Foods. As our resident Greek girl, I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market now and save on regionally inspired products through March 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, ground lamb, and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. And stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and if you're over 21, wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy. Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven-roasted chicken, or bronzino, or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share HomeThreads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to homethreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Dinner and I Just Feed You, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. Homethreads, love where you live. That's homethreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. Hey, I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. And this is Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding families because, man, kids need to eat a lot. And so frequently, too. Stacy, I was just in New York visiting with you. We had a unofficial Didn't I Just Feed You retreat we to did. plan next year. I miss you, although it would be bad for my voice if we lived close. Because listen to me, this is from speaking all weekend with you nonstop. I know. I know. It's my fault. I take full responsibility. As you can imagine, when we're together, we never shut up. No, never. <laughs> but I do. We miss you. We all miss you. The boys Aww. miss you. I miss all them. It three was, of them. The big one, too. It was really fun. But when we were hanging out, we were like, there's so many awesome interviews we recorded, so many great conversations that we had in 2018. And we thought it would be nice to kind of recap that and talk about our favorite episodes, our favorite moments from the first season of Didn't I Just Feed You? Yeah, kind of like a best of. I love it. Okay, so let's jump in. I want you to start. Do the honors, Megan. Why don't you name one of your favorite episodes? Let's just say right off the bat that these are not in any particular order. No. this It was really, really hard to choose. I'm like, could we just include one clip from every guest? But I feel like if we did that, it would be like a two-hour-long episode. Yeah, and <laughs> it'd be really annoying for, for our guests. Yeah. I mean, for our listeners, not our guests. Our <laughs> guests would love it. <laughs> our guests were great. They are never annoying. Um, but no, for listeners, it, it would be hard to get through two hours of interview clips. So my top two, and then my third one we both agree on, and we'll talk about that. Yep. My top two were episode I think it's episode seven where we talked with Tracy Benjamin about meal prep. It becomes this therapeutic way of 
using my hands and also it ignites my creativity. It's like, oh, okay, well, I can do this with this and that with that. And oh, maybe I'll do this. I was part of a two-part series where we talked about meal planning first because that's what I love to do. You're the and queen. I Yeah, I will wear that crown. Do it. I'm the do queen it. of meal planning. And then we um, interviewed Tracy Benjamin of Shutterbean because she is way into meal prep. And she sort of like changed your perspective on meal prep as a form of meal planning. She did. She did. That was a really excellent episode. I think that our listeners really love that one too. It's a popular one. I actually think it might be the most popular episode. Sweet. You hear that, Tracy? You're going to have to come back. Everybody loves you. Second to, or a tie with our second episode, which we had Catherine McCord of Weelicious talk about school lunches. Okay. And then my second most favorite episode of 2018 was Debbie Koenig. Talking about picky eating because she has a very picky eater. And what does she call him? He's non- Oh, yeah. Remember, I, non, couldn't, print, um, I couldn't say nivor- it. Non-omnivorous. Non-omnivorous. He is That's non-omnivorous. Right. He has a short list of things he eats. And this really great thing that she said, the more you stress, the worse it gets. That's the tricky part. If you are able to shut that off in your brain and get yourself to just let your kid be your kid. Unless there's some medical reason to stress about it, don't. I just really loved that episode. I also enjoyed talking with Samantha Barnes. This is like honorable mention of Radish Kids. Just talking about getting our kids in the kitchen. She had a lot of great recipe ideas and some tips. Like she talked to us about teaching your kids how to clean up and how to be clean and how we forget that that's like part of making cooking with kids enjoyable. Yeah. And she had some really great, like concrete, like things that you could walk away from the episode and know to do with your kids. Yes. Which I love. I love that. You know, Debbie's one of my favorite, like Debbie is a, um, actually she may have moved, but she was for a long time, a Brooklyn neighbor. And she's just so smart. Her writing is fantastic. Uh, So definitely look her up. She writes for different magazines. um, And her book, Parents Need to Eat Too, is we're a big fan of. So we have those links up on her episode. You're always so good at like rattling off um, episode numbers. And I'm always like, I don't don't remember. I don't always remember. So I, she was one of my favorites too. So since you covered that, that's not on mine. Should I jump into my list? Should we segue into Into the the one one that we both love? Sure. It is episode five, which is dining out with kids. You're showing off. (laughs) You're showing off. I only remember that one. Um, Episode five. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to look. Well, you you talk. I'm going to look up my episode numbers. No, don't do that. Okay. Dining out with kids. We but when we were like talking about our favorite episodes, both of us were like, oh, dining out with kids was so fun and so funny. I don't I actually don't think a lot of people have listened to it, if I am being honest. Yeah, why not? You guys, it's I don't a know. Good episode. As, a, as a parent who like maybe you don't want to take your kids out to eat because you think it's super stressful. Do you really want to hear other people tell you how stressful it is? <laughs> but we were fu- 
I thought we were funny. No, it was funny. And we did. We both had good tips about how to actually make it more enjoyable. And I thought so. I thought so. And as a follow-up, I was inspired by that episode to take both of my kids with my out to like fancy birthday dinner for my birthday. I was like, I have to do this for the listeners, like prove (laughs) that we can do this. And we had like an early reservation, but I think the owner slash host who greeted us and saw that we had two young kids with us on a Friday night at 5.30, I think he almost his pants. He was like, oh, <laughs> I love okay. She's like, oh we're my doing God. This. But they were good. Besides some toots at the table, they ate and we brought Legos and it was fun. And, and it's probably one of my personal favorite memories of this year is taking my kids to a fancy birthday dinner. Yeah, I feel like that episode was, I just have good memories of us It was one of our first episodes that we recorded alone together. So I feel like we were getting into a groove. So that's, I guess, just like a little personal thing. Maybe our listeners don't care about that as much. But also, I feel like we were getting into a good place of not just having these big conversations, but getting into giving concrete tips, which I'm sort of being a little bit of a tease because that is really playing a big role in how we're thinking about our upcoming season, which we'll talk a little bit about at the end of this episode. And also that's an episode where we really get into tips that walked through all the different ages of our kids. And that's something that really meant a lot to us when we decided to work together. That like besides having a good rapport and really respecting each other's work, we really liked that we have kids that span from like, four to 12, you know, like this is a really nice range. And we thought that that would do a service to parents who listen to us and that, you know, there's an overlap in the way that we think, but that there are some things we also disagree on, like the iPad and the technology at the table stuff. I was going to say, worth noting, it's the first episode where we really disagreed about something. (laughs) Right? Okay. So there was lots of stuff there that really, I really liked. But what are your other two? That's one. What's your, what are your other two favorite episodes? Thanks for asking, Megan. So in episode 13, (laughs) (laughs) in season two, I think we're just going to go with like really super straightforward um, titles. Yes. But this one, we were like, who's messing with our kids more, sugar or parents? We were still being a little bit dramatic with our titles. But that's where we spoke with Jill Castle, who is a renowned child nutritionist uh, and nutrition expert. And I loved speaking with her because honestly, I was a little bit nervous because our whole thing is about being non-judgmental. And I was a little bit afraid that a registered dietitian nutritionist might be a little bit dogmatic about sugar. And partly we chose her because we know her books and they are wonderful. So we were like, no, I'm sure she'll be like open-minded and even-handed, but like sugar, like sugar is the thing, right? 
It's but our she, enemy. It's number one em- enemy of parents everywhere. Right. According to like the newspapers and magazine articles and the web even. Exactly. So we thought that like if there's one thing she's going to get serious with us about, it's going to be sugar. And she was so well balanced and cool and great and gave such awesome advice that I thought was really like practical and non-judgy. So I thought that was great. I also had a personal aha moment on the, on the air, so to speak, where I was like, oh my God, I've been doing it wrong the whole time. And she was like, that's okay, Stacy. You can just turn it around. When we start to attach strings to whether your child's having dessert or not, it becomes this convoluted interaction. And I really think that if you're deciding to serve dessert, you're deciding to serve dessert. Your child doesn't need to perform in order to earn it. It's just, that's your day of having dessert. Now, if your child, you know, just eats a little bit of dinner and then goes for the dessert, that's the way it shakes down. She was super calm. And I was like, oh, no, my kids are old. I can't turn it around. Like, one is 12. What do I do? She's you, like, you just go and you're going to talk to them tonight. And uh, we're just going to tell them the new plan. And she was just really great and put me at ease. She bas- You basically had a free therapy session with Jill Castle I did. on Didn't I Just Feed You. I did. A fun little- And I appreciate that. Yes, right? Um, hopefully other people did too. One funny little behind the scenes thing with Jill was that we had one of those classic mom scheduling moments where oh, yeah. <laughs> you had to record with her that by yourself because I had like a kid get sick and then my husband got called into work and was like out of town There was one other just like insane thing that happened that day. And you're like, okay, well, I guess I'm doing this by myself. And so then it was really fun to listen to the episode and like listen to the interview as a listener and not as a co-host. And I took a lot from that episode too. Well, it's funny that you bring that up. It's a perfect segue to my other, my third now favorite episode, which is your interview with Shauna Seaver. And I have to ask because you did that (laughs) interview alone for the same exact reason. I had to go to the orthodontist that morning. It was crazy. That was crazy. That was crazy. So that was at like nine o'clock and our interview with her was scheduled for like way in the afternoon. And it was a weekday. Isaac was supposed to go to school and we had like mishap after mishap. It was horrible. And I kept texting you like, okay, it might be tight, but I'll be there. Uh, looking dicey. Like, mm, okay, <laughs> going to miss the first part. Mm, maybe you should email Shauna. <laughs> like it was one thing after another. And I was finally like, not going to make it like you got to do this one alone. And so I also had the experience of listening to you two and it was great because you're both baking experts. I mean, you're both so much more. Right. We kind um, of geeked out a little bit together, yeah. which was really fun. And I thought that that was awesome too, because following this conversation with Jill, you guys talking about like, yeah, and we love sweets, but let's talk about how to use these alternative sugars. And one of the things that I loved most is that Shauna isn't really about using less sugar. But then she did have some ideas for how to enhance sweetness without necessarily adding more sugar, like laying it on. And she talked a lot about spices. 
and I'm like a freak for using spices. And I love that. And then she had some tips about you know, using higher quality spices when it matters, like now maybe around the holidays, how to store spices so that if you're going to buy some quality spices and invest that they don't go bad on you. And she gave even some resources for where you can get good high quality spices. What I mean is more buying higher quality spices. So I'm really nuts about Vietnamese cinnamon, which is a lot of times if you go into a natural food store and you're lucky enough to be able to buy cinnamon in bulk, that's what they'll have in the big bulk jars. Same thing with using freshly grated nutmeg rather than the dusty stuff in the can or springing for the really nice vanilla, which I know is insanely expensive right now. So it's harder to advise people to do that until the price comes back down. <laughs> but really good vanilla will make a huge difference in a recipe. And that gives you it a fragrance, which tricks you into thinking something is sweeter than it is. And she blew my mind with this tip about storing your spices in the freezer, which I yeah. never do. But if you're if you're baking with cinnamon a lot and you go to Costco and buy like the one pound jug of ground cinnamon and you need it to last past the holidays, you stick it in the freezer. Totally. I just thought that was so smart. And we're really inspired by spices in general. You and I have been talking a lot about spices and spice blends. I know we're not doing a try this at home, but I do think that like now in the holidays, both for your baking, cooking, you're going to want to be using a lot of spices and we encourage people to do that. And then in the new year, you know, listen, we're big proponents of intuitive eating, but we know that people get like, oh, so much. We've eaten so much. Like if you're going to want to reel back or like just go light even for a few days, because that's what your body's calling for. Spices are a great way to add flavor without adding extra fat, you know, without like, if you just feel like you need to slow down a little bit. So use those spices, people. Wait, did you also have an honorable mention? I got to talk about briefly Samantha from Radish, but do you have one? So I really liked our aggressively helpful tips for the holidays. (laughs) And people... It's still relevant. Yeah. Um, Go listen to that one if you need a break this week. Yeah. I mean, it's still very relevant. And that's episode 17. (sighs) There is no script that's going to be a one size fits all. I think that the point is that we both agree that it's important to stand up for your kid. It's important for you to respect your kid's boundaries and then for you to be able to say that for your kid if your kid isn't old enough to say that for him or herself. There you go, people. Still relevant. Take a break. Take care of yourself. And um, part of why I like that one is not just because it's relevant in this moment, but because I think we're really finding our stride with focusing on giving you guys really concrete tips and not just, you know, talking about these huge topics and um, theoreticals. I'm really glad this season that we tackled these big ideas like school lunch and, you know, picky eating and sugar and that we delved in. But um, I'm really excited for the direction that we're going to take in season two. And uh, coming the beginning of January, we'll have a teaser where we'll tell you guys more about what that is. Hint but for now. We're getting we'll really, really real. We're going to dig into yeah. the minutia of things. Yeah. So a quick thing before we jump off. We are taking a break until January 9th. Is that right? I feel like I feel actually like we maybe the 7th it. Yeah, now. that's right. 
Um, so we have a little short break around the between now and the holidays so we can be with our families um, and just kind of recoup and regroup yep. for next year. But we will drop a little preview on January 2nd of what season two is going to be all about. Yep. We're so, so we kind of hinted, but January 2 will be like a full preview where we'll tell you what's up. And then I know. January I kind of want to say more now, but we shouldn't. No, we shouldn't. we shouldn't. No. Oh, you know where we can talk about it, though? Listeners, listeners group. group. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> love it so speaking of which we're gonna say goodbye for 2018 and we'll be back in 2019 with yeah. more in the we'll meantime social though yes find us at didn't i just feed you on instagram and facebook there is a super secret listeners group and the private the private the secret question answer is whiskey it can be private too be private. Do you like how I said it in that I'll voice? I'll be your private <laughs> listener. Okay. okay. And most importantly, <laughs> uh, subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You so that you don't miss an episode because like I said, or like Megan said, one of us, January 2nd, that teaser's coming up and January 7th, we're starting right back with our weekly episodes. And of course, tell your friends about us. Please, please, please. It still matters so much. We're considered a very new podcast. Leave us some stars on iTunes and a review. That would be the most awesome holiday gift ever. It makes a really big difference. Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Diamendo. A huge thank you to our editor, Jeremy Enns, and the team at Counterweight Creative. I guess that's all for us, huh? (laughs) Happy 2018. Thank you so much, our listeners, for being with us on season one. And that is all. Until next time, stay well-fed and sane. Is that what we usually say? Yeah. Yeah. I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Stay sane and well-fed. Until next time. Bye. Bye.